everybody, Cable Smith welcoming each and every one of you. Dude, I just have the biggest smile on my face. We've got so much good stuff to talk about, Chisholm. Anyway, this is episode... I'm so excited. This is episode 97 of Justified Pursuit. Thanks for being here. Alongside, as always, the good counselor, Chisholm Cook. I don't think you're as excited as I am. Everything that you just ran through on this run sheet for today to me portends the end of days so why <laughs> i would be excited about it uh is, is beyond me other than i guess uh we all need a battle to fight so so we've got one we've got a bunch yeah like one battle but there are sort of like a lot of fronts on it so mm-hmm. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. yeah well did you have a good weekend uh sure yeah i wow. i did I went and got a swim in on Saturday. So one week to the day after my try, I uh, kept the momentum going and, and got some swimming done. That's because that's good. Cause you really suck at swimming. Yep. That's true. We covered that. <laughs> I was really amused to listen back and, and listen to my shock at the fact that we hadn't talked about that at, at all. Yeah. Um, man, there was something I actually caught listening back to it that I wanted to clarify the record on but it doesn't matter i don't think it was particularly important um yeah. but the uh sort of <laughs> i say i kind of had a good weekend because i did a lot of work but it was stuff i wanted to get done so yeah that's always good uh i decided the other day that i really wanted to get a legit pressure washer mm-hmm. um, we're hosting our uh, life group at church uh once a month uh, sort of splitting that duty with another family. And so this is our first, this next Sunday will be our first Sunday hosting. So I needed to get the patio cleaned up. Uh, I had a, pre- I have a pressure washer. That's an electric little kind of dinky one that, uh, actually, well, man bought me at Walmart years ago, like years ago, like 10 years ago, it feels, uh, eh, maybe not that five years ago supposed to be 700 1700 psi but i know you can shoot yourself in the foot with it and not even break the skin so i don't know about that uh the main point is like when you're cleaning like concrete it just mm-hmm. it takes a million passes and you still leave those like streak marks you know because it's never really getting everything up we have this nice colored stain on our patio out back where we would end up you know should i play some the- swanky opera music for the background of this conversation do, do, we stained do, 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 do. concrete mm. that's not uh, you know i don't think uh <laughs> ubaldi what's that guy's name that uh is that the name v- of the vivaldi that, yeah vivaldi thank you yeah ubaldi <laughs> uh anyway yeah it, it's it's not that expensive to stain concrete when you're building your house that's what we did throughout it's far far <laughs> cheaper than putting any kind of flooring down but whatever um the point is uh, a mutual friend of ours was suggesting Costco. They've got a nice unit he's got for, you know, under 300, around 300 bucks or so. And um, Saturday on my way to the dam with my buddy that I swim with, Ashley texted me a photograph, a screenshot from Facebook that a little local rental shop 
had a whole bunch of Home Depot scratch and dent stuff on sale half off Saturday only. And it listed pressure washers. Mm-hmm. So long and short of it is I got a 3,400 PSI DeWalt pressure washer for half of what they're going for at Home Depot right now. Uh, nice. It's brand new. Uh, so under 300 bucks for that. And uh, they also had like stand up like 30 or 40 gallon air compressors and my air compressor shot too. So I was like, sweet, I'm going to grab one of those too. So anyway, everything sort of worked out just perfect. And now everything's super clean outside. Very super nice. Clean. Yeah. Very nice. And the weather's phenomenal. So you want to sit out on the porch. I know. I'm, I'm wearing a sweatshirt right now. I see that. Yeah. Uh, my truck's still in the shop. We haven't <laughs> talked about that. It's been about a freaking month now. So while it, while I was in Wyoming, I turned it over to Aaron. She was the point of contact to, from the insurance uh, agent and the sure dealership that task. Yeah. Well, I was like, I'm going to be out of pocket. So anyway, the truck sat at that stupid uh, repair place, Meineke, for a whole week before they actually towed it up there. So wasted a whole week, just sat there every day. Uh I don't so still don't know what's wrong with it, but I don't have a, a pickup as we speak. Ford hmm. sure is looking nice these days. Uh, it'll be a better truck, yeah. Mm-hmm. Although apparently their supply chain is a complete disaster. Another mutual friend of ours uh, ordered a F two fifty seven months ago, at least some some a long time ago, mm-hmm. and it is currently. Ready, completed, sitting at the plant in like Kentucky, and he just got notification of another month delay for it to get to Houston. So it's done, <laughs> according to Ford, and it's going to sit there for over two months before they get it to him. Mm. That's not that bad. My sister-in-law ordered a Bronco two years ago and still doesn't have it. Yeah, but did they reach a point where they were like, hey, your Bronco's done, and it's only a few hours away from your house, but uh, you can't have it. Mm, they never did that so right no, that i is, mean that, yeah. yeah a guy i go to church with got one of those broncos too and it's a sweet machine those things are cool yeah but um yeah i mean it was the first she got Bronco the she got the real years. one not the douchey one well there's like a the bronco sport and then there's the bronco the the, the machine the legit bronco the american yeah, yeah. muscle right yeah yeah the sports look pretty dinky they look like well, yeah. Cross Why don't you just get a Kia Sportage if you're going to do that? Right. No offense, I mean, Kia. Are they the no same offense. body, or are they do? Do no, they actually have different body style? Okay, it is a smaller, smaller. vehicle overall. Yeah. yeah. Even yeah. four door versus four door. Uh, I don't know. Is yeah, it four door or not. I don't know. I never own anything other than a pickup, so it's out of my area of expertise. They're cool though. Yeah. I, I wouldn't mind an old one. I really like the old ones, but the price tag on those things has gone through the freaking roof. Insane. The mm-hmm. old, the original Bronc, like, well, actually, it's technically not the original, I guess, but the old. Well, 60s through 90s, square, all of them. Yeah, but especially like late 60s through basically the 70s, man. Those guys, they're supposed to be, they're like the most sought after classics on the, uh, of everything now. So you remember the two-tone ones that were popular when we were kids, like in the 80s and 90s? The big ones? 
So my first girlfriend, her name was Jody Kaysen. Um, we were, we went to school together from kindergarten through 10th grade. And by the time we were in junior high, we weren't like dating or whatever you want to call it. And at that age, but we were dating like first and second grade. Anyway, her dad had one of those Broncos. Me and my buddies took one of our, one of, one of, one of them, one of their moms had a um, Mitsubishi Montero and it happened to have four wheel drive. So we are like, let's take this thing muddy and immediately got stuck out the ass. Couldn't go anywhere. So we called Jody's dad and was like, um, Mr. Kaysen, could you possibly bring your Bronco over here and help us out? And he's like, you guys are such idiots, but yes, mm-hmm. I will bring my American made muscle machine over there and pull your sorry asses out, which he did. And I was like, man, I need to love to have one of those Broncos someday when I'm a grown up. And I still do. I have a couple of Instagram pages that I follow. One's vintage Broncos, I think, mm-hmm. where they take those older classic body styles. Uh, well, to your point, even the one that like OJ drove, I guess, is pretty much a it. It was cream with red, like, uh, you know, in between the two tone was badass. Yeah, that's that sound like a pretty cool combo. Yeah. Um, but yeah, the, these older ones that are like fully refurbished, they're, they're like rest, resto mods, right? Where um, they look classic across the board, but they'll put like, you know, state-of-the-art brakes and suspension and fuel injection. And even like they'll have a, a hand crank for the windows, but it's actually an electric window, mm. right? <laughs> Point is, they're like a quarter million bucks. Yeah. It's crazy. I went to um, out at the Star in Frisco, Cowboys headquarters. You know, they had yeah. a thing last year, like to celebrate the release of the new Broncos. Maybe it was two years ago. Ah, it was after COVID because nobody was wearing masks. I remember that. Do they have Broncos from every year there? Like, if you had a Bronco, you were invited to bring it and show it off. And it was one of the coolest, I guess, truck shows I've ever been to. Just looking, and Henry was just like, "Oh my god." can't believe how awesome these things are let's see how the body styles change remember those, they used to have a bronco 2 little thing it's like i think what the new bronco sport is but uh, yeah i had a buddy yeah, in high school that had a bronco 2 and i was like, that's, shape that's, like not, the, that's not yeah. really a bronco evan sorry agreed yeah. i think that new one is even to your point the sports even sort of shaped just like the new the real one is shaped like those classic old broncos have you seen one the new one Next to one of those original early seventies models, yeah. Like when they're saw it at that show. Well, I I saw two that were like same paint scheme, same accessories, and they looked dang near identical. Like that, it really is uh, very true to that original retro style. They're cool, man. Well, enough about toys that we'll never have. They have Uh, a big bend version. Let's talk about some social issues stuff some some politics maybe some pelosi to start with want to tell me you're a racist without telling me you're a racist chisholm take a listen to this from this from last week shortage of workers in our country and you see even in florida some of the farmers and the growers saying why are you shipping these uh, immigrants uh, up north we need them to pick the crops down here. 
<laughs> I love that big pause where she almost called him illegals. <laughs> but well, that's what they are. I'll call them illegals. Bite her old vodka pickled tongue off. Ooh. Keep from saying it. Um, Can didn't, you imagine? Didn't, didn't I get in, if a didn't, conservative didn't, said something like that? Didn't oh, I get into God. into like a, a five or ten minute little uh, you know sidebar the other day trying to make sure to clarify that they're the ones that call these you know <laughs> something about when they shipped them up to um, up to Massachusetts uh, you know making a joke about how you know working in their people's homes as 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 housekeepers and stuff like that. like th- this is what I was getting at. You see that? See how she does that? She's like, yeah, we need these illegals picking crops. I, I, I just, yeah, it's awesome. Oh, by the I, way, she I'm has stumbling. a mansion in Florida that she's going to retire to when she finally, if she ever leaves politics, because she ruined California. So she bought a multi-million dollar mansion in Florida yeah. where she needs the people to pick her crops for her. Yeah, she's a, she's a peach. Mm. Do as I say, not as I do. Evil. Uh, so blatant hypocrisy there, as always. How about this? Is a this is a gem. I love this. Uh, okay. There's a girls' high school basketball team, no volleyball team from Vermont. It's been banned from their own locker room, Chisholm, after some of the girls raised concerns about a biological male claiming to be a transgender girl using the facility that gets better. The school is charging the natural born girls with harassment and bullying for speaking, speaking out against the administration for allowing a biological boy to change with them in their locker room. According to WCAX of Burlington, Vermont. Uh, one of the girls said, my mom wanted me to do this interview to try to make a change. I feel like for stating my opinion that I don't want a biological man changing with me, that I should not have harassment charges or bullying charges. They should all be dropped. So after speaking out, the girls were blocked from using the facilities, which I think is a great example as to why more women are not speaking out against this insanity. Don't you think, Chisholm, like if this is what happens uh, and, and a lot of that, this along the same lines with the Leah Thomas stuff, like, those girls were, were told to get in line and shut up or be ostracized, be blackballed, be kicked off the team. It's insanity. These kids have been charged with harassment because they don't want to. What is, is there anything more private for a human being than being naked in front of other people? I mean, isn't that the where you're the, probably the most vulnerable? Yeah, dude. Especially in high school. You know how self-conscious you are around other, just other girls. And then you want to throw a dude in there. I cannot stress enough, I guess, how important it is that people understand that even that, that you're talking about, that that uncomfortable stress and anxiety is part of their plan. They say it all the time, but especially if you go read, listen to, study the people who have pushed this agenda for half a century, 
they i mean they, they say it like with regard to critical race theory right they say you know when 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 young white children are being told that they're oppressors just because they were born white in america mm. they say on cnn and msnbc that's a yeah you're gonna be uncomfortable we're gonna hit you with our truth and it's gonna make you uncomfortable but that's part of the plan right from that discomfort, what's going to come? Uh, I guess you're going to just come to heal and do as we say. That's really what that means. It's not going to make anything less racist if you tell people that they're racist and they can't help it, right? That, that certain people are victims of racism, even if they go to a private school and eat you know, three healthy meals a day. And some people are... Uh, you know, guilty of, of racism and oppression, even if they live perfectly, you know, upstanding, godly lives and never treat any individual, regardless of the color of their skin, any differently than the next. Like the only thing that that level of discomfort is going to create is division and angst and hostility. And so they do the same thing with this LGBTQ thing, where it's it's like, yeah, we want y'all to be so accepting of all this weird, crazy stuff. The only way to ever get there is to force it down your throats, to force your daughters to endure this. Um, yeah. And, and you're, you're again, a bigot if you don't, but it's not going to be comfortable. They don't claim that it is somebody, some generation has to be the one to endure all the discomfort until it just becomes the new status quo. Right. That's what this is. It's not like the points, what frustrates me, man. And sometimes makes me just want to quit the show. <laughs> I to quit the show, but like you just start to feel like you're beating a dead horse. Cause it's like, when you point out the obvious flaws and fallacies and horrible outcomes that all of these positions and policies create when you really peel back the onion you find that's all by design mm -hmm. we look at it and we say don't you get that and they're like yeah we get that and how do you how do you get past that impasse you know what i mean yeah like if you say no, you are beating your head against the wall right if you say you're making an entire generation of young women extraordinarily uncomfortable and robbing them of opportunity. They're going to say, uh-huh. If they're being super honest, right. Right. Intellectually, they'll dissemble and spar and create a whole bunch of confusion and havoc with a bunch of smart sounding, but very ignorant words. Right. But the truth is the philosophers that James Lindsay, who I mentioned just the other day, he's the fake studies guy. Yeah quotes and reads from and cites from on his podcast which i'll be honest is not for everybody it's very hard to listen to but when you listen to him read page after page of these people's writings these people who have created the political philosophy that we're enduring right now over the last hundred years they don't try to hide it i mean he said he had a paper i can't remember if i talked about this one from i'm pretty sure 1984 it was in the early 80s it might have been 82 but i'm pretty mm -hmm. sure he actually said it was published in 1984 by this by this professor arguing 
40 years ago that children should be exposed to drag queens. And like explaining that it will be horribly disruptive, but that's what's necessary to get us past something like a white, heteronormative, cisgender, patriarchal oppression structure or, or, or whatever, right? Yeah. Make the kids watch the drag queen shows. And then what, what's going on all across the country right now? Drag queen, drag queen story hour and drag shows at noon on a Saturday where bars let young, young children in to watch the drag queens in your town. Not your exact town in McKinney, but your neck of the woods, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, we should just quit the show. Well, what, well, well, and what's frustrating, <laughs> well, right. man, there's is no that... hope. But I feel like this is the only way that we cope with it. Like as individuals, like well, my we... hope is that we we highlight we show it to some right. folks. Like I but hope that the, the people time, who listen to us, it's like self therapy, right? Because we we yeah. dash it out and we talk about all this crap that. It, when I was a kid, I never thought as an adult I would be discussing the insanity. But yet my kids are living in that world. Yeah. Uh so okay. There was a walkout of a hundred plus students at a high school in Farmington, Minnesota last Wednesday. They are changing the uh commonly referred to prom king and prom queen to just court royalty. So we can't have a king and a queen anymore because the penis doesn't go in the vagina. The penis can go in a butt just as good. And that's the message here. But really, uh, it's so graphic. Well, it is. It is what it is, right? They're just reading between the lines here. Um, But the thing is, is that the assistant principal, because these kids walked out, she told the staff, to use their white privilege to get the students to fall in line. And that email was leaked to some, somehow it was leaked to somebody who shared it. And now all of the parents are super pissed about this lady who's pushing a woke agenda, using, telling people to use their white privilege to further the woke agenda. I mean, the, the layers there is so hilarious because you're basically, you know, if you're woke, you're, your anti-white privilege for the most part, right? But now she's saying behind closed doors, use your white privilege to push the woke agenda. <laughs> yeah. It's not going well for them. Mm. The uh backlash has been pretty heavy. That was from a Daily Mail article that I came across by Melissa Koenig. Um that I thought that was interesting. Also interesting. Do you know who uh Billy Eichner is uh, only because you mentioned the name earlier. I don't believe I'd ever heard it before that. Yeah. So he's an actor turned. Uh, see, is the director too? Actor. Uh, it might be a director. Anyway, Billy Eichner just uh, put out this film called Bros. Supposed to be the first mainstream gay rom-com in Hollywood history. <laughs> it had a $22 million budget and it bombed last weekend, bringing in a whopping $4 million at the box office, which 
you know, okay, maybe that's not the story. The story is Eichner, 44-year-old, launched an angry social media attack telling everyone who isn't a homophobic weirdo to get out and get into theaters to support his effort. He's a known, this dude is a known uh, Democratic Party elitist and activist. He has lashed out at conservatives, at Trump, at Christianity, or anyone else who disagrees with him politically. And uh, yeah, he says, Eichner appears to blame two things, homophobia and straight people in certain parts of the country for this box office flop. Maybe people just don't want to watch gay dudes. I don't know. I don't. I don't either. So call me whatever you want. <laughs> I'm glad it flopped. Bros. Yeah, I mean. Are you shocked that nobody went out and saw that? Uh, No. I mean, I'm you not. could automatically, off the top, say 50% of the country has no interest in this film. From there, you could probably be like, oh, okay, another 20% of even left-wingers have no interest in this film. They don't want to watch two dudes making out. I don't know how graphic it got, but... Yeah, you've well, already that's eliminated despite... 70% of the population, maybe more, that has not well, one effing and... interest in watching. And that's despite that. the fact that I think close to 60% of Americans now support gay marriage rights, right? Right. It's over half. Which I do. I don't care. Well, right. So the what, what I'm getting at is not at all unlike the trans thing and the kids at drag shows thing. Um, there's a whole lot of people in America who are like, everybody just do what you want and love who you want to love, right? Mm -hmm. But does that mean that I have to like watch it and spend money to go like watch it? Uh, no, it shouldn't mean that. It doesn't mean that, and it doesn't. No, it does. You're homophobic. You can, but 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 also, well, I know, right? And, and that's kind of what I'm getting at is like, so there's that component of the population, right? And there's the polar opposite component of the population that, you know the 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 Westboro Baptist Church types that think that you know God is punishing us for those people's existence. Um and then there's there's a subset of the population who's like gay rights, gay rights, gay rights. Um, Can't you see my Facebook like avatar? To, it's a rainbow flag. Right, because they like to do something called virtue signaling. Yeah. But with truth serum behind closed do doors with no cell phones laying around, they might say, I really hope my kids end up straight because their life will be easier and I want grandkids one day. Mm -hmm. But, you know, they might be willing to say publicly something very different than that, right? So, like, the point I'm trying to make is there are enough virtue signaling leftists in this country or left-leaning people, or old-school liberals to have made that a successful film if those people cared to watch a bunch of gay dudes acting gay. And 
seems that the market has spoken as to what the appetite for that is. <laughs> Nobody wants Sorry, to. Billy. And, you know, it, it's a broader problem too, right? Because it's sort of like we were being told two years ago when we were told, if you're not marching in the streets, you're part of the problem. If you're not burning down people's businesses, then you're complicit in the systemic racism, right? If you're not willing to watch a film, the entire premise of which is just gay. Literally, like you can sum the sh- this film up to gay. That's yeah. all. The guy made wanted to make a film about gaydom, gayness. Gaydom. Uh, you made up a word there. I like <laughs> I'm trying. Yeah, I'm trying to make up a few <laughs> words here because they're making up a concept yeah. that anybody should pay money to watch a film that's just about gay. Right. Um, as if there aren't plenty of gay characters in Hollywood. There was a whole TV show in the 2000s about this. So this isn't even all that novel, but... Uh, What's that, Will and Grace? Yeah. Yeah. Which is funny. I like that show from time to time. I never was like a regular viewer, but... but I think back then, though, I don't know if like that show today could make fun of itself the way that it did back then people would get offended oh i i I, yeah there's been all sorts of attacks on that show over the last few years about how insensitive it actually was because it dared to be self-deprecating which is why i to the extent i have any interest whatsoever in this bros film and let me make it very clear that i really don't but if there's a hair's width of interest on a bar chart (laughs) for me on this show it would be did they mock the very mockable aspects of gay culture the way any rom-com mocks heterosexual relationships right and 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 everything because it's a comedy and how do you have comedy without a level of mockery right not because gays deserve mockery but just like there's plenty of funny stuff that could be added to that i have to wonder like where did the comedy come from because to your point it doesn't seem like it's pc oh do you see that um relatedly is it netflix or amazon that came out with this new jeffrey dahmer yeah uh, i mean i know what you're talking about mini series i've seen memes for the last week from yeah well so jeffrey dahmer was gay and the original description apparently i think it's he did like to eat a lot of meat I think it's Netflix that, uh, you know, they have all these labels on their shows now, right? It's not just like PG 13 or rated R, but it's like, or, you know, any, then, the, then they added like, you know, nudity language. Blah, blah. Now it's, now it's like they're asking, they're, they're promoting this is like targeted for the black community or Hispanic community. Like, and so there's a, there's a gay oh, tag. Oh, that's nice. Netflix had a gay tag. LGBTQ tag on the Dahmer thing. And then there was a huge freak out that they were letting everybody know that this uh, psychopath um, um, cannibal was gay. Not that that's really super relevant anyway. Yeah. Anyway, the backlash was so great that they were letting the cat out of the bag on that even though he specifically ate men because he was specifically obsessed with men. Uh, they had to delete the gay tag 
from it. And, you know, it, it leaves me with the question, <laughs> why did you have, why are you tagging things specifically as gay in the first place? I, I did. Yeah, that is a good question. Why are you? I did see that the African-American community didn't really, it wasn't received very well by them. The bros thing? Or no, the Dahmer thing? The Dahmer thing. I don't know even that much about Dumber, if I'm being honest. Did he specifically target not just men, but uh, he black did, men? He, he killed mostly black men. And I don't I don't know if that was because he was targeting them or it was because of, you know, economic situations and where he lived. That's just, what, you know, who he was coming into contact with as far as his victims. Right. I'm not sure. Because they were I mostly And I haven't watched the thing, but I did see a funny tweet yeah. from a... Uh, the guy had a... He was verified... <laughs> Twitter account and he goes screw this Jeffrey Dahmer thing if I wanted to watch a white guy killing in words I'd watch the Dallas Mavericks yikes <laughs> dude Luca Luca That's what he said. <laughs> I, di I disavow all of that I, funny, <laughs> formally on the it, record as it's to funny disavow. only because it's coming from an African American you can't you couldn't spin it the other way I mean okay well that, that's important clarification there yeah. Oh, I didn't say that, did I? I didn't catch it if you okay, did. I might not have said that. Okay, that was the caveat. <laughs> All you said was he was blue check marked. And <laughs> again, you know, uh, <laughs> why that could be considered funny. It wouldn't be funny if it was coming from a from a white person. It would be damnable. It's incredible how much different the perspective I now have on that little <laughs> anecdote is. <laughs> right, right. Like who uh, are you following well, on Twitter, dude? Do what? I said I was no, thinking, so, who are you following on Twitter, Cable? Oh yeah, no, actually, I didn't even. Someone just screenshotted it to me, right. like a group chat thing. Sent it to me. It, I think it was my brother, my youngest brother. Uh, because despite all of our political differences, we both love the Dallas Mavericks, right? And Luca. Um, so let's move on to and i've played clips from this guy before and i used to call him eli because his name is spelled e l i e but i heard this lady talking to him on this clip and his name is ellie which is a girl's name so <laughs> strike number one against ellie mistall uh but here's what he's up to last week which uh this was on MSNBC, of course, where he is brought on from time to time as a contributor. And uh, this is what he had to say about, about us white folk. ...is Trump himself and his MAGA acolytes themselves and the people who are willing to do the violence in Trump's name. Again, I'm not... I guess I, I, I want to say that I'm not surprised that he's threatening this because, A, he's literally done it before. And, B... This is literally what conservative white folks do when they don't get their way. They turn violent. As yeah. a black man in this country, as a person who is, who is aware of the black history in the new world, white people turn violent when they don't politically get their way all the damn time in this country. It's what they do. And so from the perspective of a black person, I'm kind of like, welcome to the world that I've been living in, America. Because now what we have is white domestic terrorists threatening to turn violence against non-black right. people, against everybody else, if the white supremacists... What do you make of that? It's only it's white people that get violent when they don't get their way 
athletically. That's, That's the guy with that kind of weird gray afro thing, right? Yeah. 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 Uh, Ellie, um, that girl's name. He's a joke. It's my niece's name. I mean, her name's Ellington. We call her Ellie. That was a clip from MSNBC, I would imagine, right? Yes. Because that's yeah. the only place I ever hear about him speaking. Um, man, there's some really awesome supercuts floating around right now that I heard on Dave Smith's show and then on No Agenda as well. Of uh, All of the calls uh, in 2016 by Democrats from Hillary Clinton to literally all of them for... Um, well, they were they were claiming that the election was rigged, stolen, that Trump was not a legitimate president. Then there were news reports about violence in the street on Inauguration Day in 26. Like, I think, you know, those those folks that are awake to the, you know, the left wing media's manipulation of America's brains. Uh, you won't be surprised to listen to one of these, but it's incredible how much even we can forget how hard they the beat slaves. over last time I checked, it was white conservatives. <laughs> right. Yeah. But, and he's talking. And the funny thing is, is that he's talking out of both sides of his mouth. Cause he said the history. And I'm like, Oh, Oh, I could have sworn it was the Republicans that actually freed the slaves. If you want to talk about history. Nope. Yeah. Well, I mean, yeah, history doesn't help there. I don't think it was uh, the conservative white folks that were looting and burning shit to the ground two years ago. Just off the top of my head. I don't remember it that way. Correct me if I'm wrong. Yeah, well, and, you know, it certainly hasn't been uh, any conservative news outlet that has gone out saying that sometimes violence is uh you know necessary in a protest whoever said protest no, those were mostly peaceful protests. peaceful mostly yeah not just, not just claiming they were mostly peaceful but you know chris uh uh cuomo said whoever said they were supposed to be peaceful mm. you know and, and maxine waters said go confront these people at the gas station and the supermarket go to right. the supreme court justice's and house kamala harris said uh something to the effect of yeah burn stuff like you know i don't i don't it wasn't exactly that dude you know what the sickest thing in the world is what in what it has happened to the once great state of michigan gretchen whitmer is allegedly up by 10 points for re-election in the state of michigan that's the lady who wouldn't let you plant a garden yeah. during covid what I don't understand is how all of the African-Americans in Detroit keep voting to stay oppressed. What has changed for you? How has your life gotten better? You keep voting Democrat. What is it doing for you? And the answer is nothing. Just like it's doing nothing for you in Chicago. Yeah, you keep doing it. Don't understand it. Try something different. If I, if I go and repeat the same process five, six, seven times, and it doesn't work, I'm going to try something different. Even if it makes me a little uncomfortable. It's easy um, to sit here from my chair and, and, and talk like this, but I just, it doesn't make any sense. And it's, it's a lot of, it's not their fault. They're brainwashed. Right. Yeah. The, 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 the here's just enough of our government teat for you to suck on 
so that you'll keep voting this way because you're afraid the other side won't give you a titty to suck on. Oh, it's so graphic. <laughs> Here we are trying to clean up our act. You always have to get so graphic. I, I, I think this is pretty PG. <laughs> Maybe not yeah. the butt stuff thing, but uh, anyway. Yeah, man, uh, this this uh, Sith mind control trick that they play is uh, it's incredible, man. It is incredible. Oh, so we were talking about rioting and burning stuff and looting. DeSantis had a great quote about post-hurricane looting possibilities. He said, don't forget that Florida is a Second Amendment state. When you go about your loot, uh, yeah, yeah, keep that. Yeah, there's, there's been front and center. There's been a number of folks who have made it clear in no uncertain terms. Uh, I've, I've seen like signs like this is a Second Amendment home. Uh, theft will not be tolerated and that sort of stuff. So Joy Reid said that his comments were uh, one of a segregationist and a racist. <laughs> I wonder how many like the percentage of Americans who buy that is dwindling. Right? It has to be. I mean, I'm pretty sure that it is. That's the reason for hope here is that the reality is 70% of Americans think the country's going in the wrong direction. Let's see. Uh, direction of the country, according to Real Clear Politics, right now on October 3rd. 65.9% say we're on the wrong track. 26.8% say we're on the right track. These are the types of things they're talking about when they say we're on the wrong track. Right? Mm. Um, yeah, and just look at the viewership. I mean, Joy Reid's on MSNBC. She's as close to irrelevant as anybody who's on television could possibly be. Nobody. So, do I even need to play her climate change clip? Okay, I mean, skip over that. We need content. These people (laughs) give us content, right? But I've already sort of talked about that before. Like, you know, all the conservative places I look to for news like to bang away on the view and Joy Reid. And I'm like, do they matter? They get like a half a million viewers between them in a country of 330 million. I wonder how many of those viewers are African-American versus Uber woke. Yeah, I, I mean, I to your point, I don't think. I doubt that the percentage is high as you might think, being that it's allegedly, you know, like well in joy's case anyway like black produced content right i mean my point being like yeah you might expect that a whole you know that 90 percent of her audience be you know african-american people although in reality black people only make up 13 percent of the population so you know that wouldn't be the case right but 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 even if it's 50 percent, to your point no i have a feeling that it's mostly white upper middle class to upper class ultra educated multiple degree holding right degree holding from ridiculous uh you know liberal arts colleges uc berkeley comes ladies they don't like jews there by the way ladies get to that in a minute and you know effeminate metro guys yeah did you see that though beta males who are trying to impress ladies uc berkeley what happened at work berkeley I think they just passed laws or new policies saying that uh, 
that will have Jewish free zones, meaning you may not come and speak on our campus if you are pro-Zionism or Judaism. Right. right. Judaism lumped in there entirely? Or I thought it mostly was pro-Israel and pro-Zionism. Uh, well, okay. Connect the dots. What's the difference? No, no, no. Trust me. I'm not. It, it, okay. These things have to be parsed out, right? Because they would claim they're not anti-Jew. They're anti-Israel. But Where most Jews, Jews and basically all actual believing Jews, like Jews that are actually not just ethnically Jewish, but you know, faithfully Jewish, would say you can't be anti-Israel and pro-Jew. Mm -hmm. Those two things are not, uh, they are mutually exclusive, right? But then again, all the atheist Jews who have been indoctrinated into left-wing politics, they're anti-Israel as well right? Because they don't believe in God and therefore they don't believe in a promised land uh, that he set aside for them. Uh, so they're more, you know, concerned with the Palestinian cause, I guess, than their own peoples because their own people are, in their opinion, warmongers. So uh, all that being said, um, progressives are notorious, notoriously anti-Semites. See Rashida Tlaib, and uh ilhan omar and all the rest right I, we've played a lot of stuff or talked about a lot of stuff today <laughs> just here in, in a few minutes we've been on but a lot of it has to do with racism and it's all racism from one side and i want to find the conservative racism clips but i can't find any where conservatives are out there saying this type of stuff yeah that's in modern day they uh kind of don't exist if they did it would be everywhere which is again yeah people are like telling me that trump's this white supremacy like eli uh eli i gotta say sorry let me correct and give you your feminine ellie name you <laughs> douche uh ellie mistal is saying that trump is a white supremacist anyone that follows him white supremacist where has trump ever said a racist thing again but no one can point me to where he said something racist. Misogynist? Sure. Grab him by the pussy. Yeah, okay. 20 years ago, he said that. Terrible thing to say. We've all, we all agree. Probably not a lot of moral fiber in the man, but I haven't found anything racist he's ever said. Yeah, well, and, you know, to your point, when you confront people on it, they, they can't, but they're so conditioned. The brainwashing is so you know it's just non-stop right that they don't have to be able to point to something they just keep getting told well he's super racist right and then they, <laughs> they clip and cut things like the the charlottesville thing and you know dude it's like you know you're having to unwind five six years of programming you know like you could show them pictures of Trump hanging out with rap stars in the late 90s and early 2000s and rap stars rapping about him. Mm. Doesn't matter, right? You can show the whole clip of the Charlottesville thing and where he very explicitly called out white supremacists and said they're bad. Very explicitly. There's something I think we've talked about, but you know, it causes me 
a fair amount of frustration on a day-to-day like base level base base, you know i'm getting actually to the better about it I'm, i'm starting to reach the point where I'm focusing more and more on what actually matters and, and less and less. Not that I'm not keeping up with what's going on, but less and less. I have been awakened in the last two and a half years, and that process has been unsettling. When you really come to grips with the reality that all corporate media is bought and paid for by some nefarious agenda, and when you listen to these super clips where they use the same words, Pfizer over Pfizer over Pfizer. Over. Oh, this, this thing about the 2016 election results, the, the term illegitimate president was stated by every media personality and democratic politician you could name these super clips that no agenda plays are so shocking, dude, because it's, it's abundantly clear that there is some entity with prevailing overriding authority across all left-leaning media and all of basically the government, because there's plenty of right-wingers that say some of this stuff too, where they use the same words. Dude, and this is not, I mean, again, this is like old-school CIA stuff. They're doing it very deliberately, pounding into your brain certain phrases to brainwash you. And coming to grips with that and coming to grips with the reality that you can't trust anything that's put on television or anything that's fed to you by these algorithms on your social media. Like, it's way easier just to be like, yeah, Trump's clearly a racist because he's a jerk and says mean stuff on Twitter than to be like, whoa, wait. They manipulated and distorted and made up everything? Everything. Right. And continue to do so to this day. It's way easier to say the FBI wouldn't be after him if he didn't do something wrong than to say the FBI is completely corrupt to its core and executing uh, basically political hit jobs on account of the democratic establishment in this country. That's the truth. We are living in the, 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 initial sort of birth pangs of a failed state right now it's gotten that bad right i mean you you can watch what was the guy um uh trump brought in a guy towards the end of his term that was a former cia cia guy he came in as um uh i don't recall he was a big name Long time hand. And he he went on TV just a couple of months ago. I, I remember very clearly I was driving to that fishing tournament I fished in with a buddy of ours. Mm-hmm. And I was listening to this clip of him going on CNN and explaining that he had personally overseen and helped concoct coup, coups in foreign countries. They've done this since the 50s. We've talk, talked about it and documented it in our old show notes. He The CIA uses the media to create uh, a groupthink, you know, towards to to destabilize a culture by creating chaos and confusion. And then in the midst of that chaos and confusion and disorder, and then they start having protests and rallies and blah, blah, blah. Then they end up 
you know, funding revol- you know, radical revolutionaries, toppling the existing government and then hand selecting the government they want. That's what they did in Ukraine. Right? In 2014, they very explicitly did that. So they've got all the practice in the world at using the manipulate the media to manipulate people's understandings of reality to then you know create and sow the seeds of a, of a revolution to execute it to take out all of their political adversaries and implement their hand-chosen regime that's what the FBI is doing right now as we speak that's a big deal. Unsettling for sure. Dude, they are taking out political adversaries under false pretenses, and they've been doing it for at least six years. At least six years. Six years ago, they acknowledged that Hillary Clinton had broken the law by deleting a bunch of records from her time as secretary of state but then they pretended that the statute in question required intent like you know the difference between murder and manslaughter is with murder you intended to kill somebody and right. with manslaughter it maybe just happened right that's not the case with the deletion of all these files you don't have to prove intent but Jim Comey said but she didn't mean to so we're not going to charge her now Donald Trump who had the unbridled, unmitigated power to declassify every single document in the entire U.S. government. He's under assault by the FBI for taking documents to his home. And they're pretending as though that's some gigantic breach of... of presidential norm of of statute you know etc etc it's a house of cards that's bigger than the russiagate house of cards which was completely fabricated by all these same parties there is a kugel proven to be false and yet there's still democrats that i talk to who want to bring up russia and point the finger at trump regarding collusion i'm just like Right, because they have been. They we already know been, that didn't happen, and that it was actually Hillary that set the whole thing up. Right. I mean, we we've talked about the Durham uh, case multiple times, and you know, I told you that Hillary would never go down for it, and she never did. But we at least know, you know, it's public record what happened there. If anyone wants to. Pay attention. Yeah, but that's that. But the going back to the hopeless thing, like that. But you still talk to these idiots who you're like, wait a second, you just you're still on that Trump Russia thing. Like, what? I don't understand. The information's out there. But what, like you said, that's six years worth of media indoctrination that you've got to do away with. That's right. Past that. Right. But not, but again, not just that, right. It's not just the grooming and the consistent instilling of these beliefs into people's brains. It's coming to grips with the reality that it's the biggest conspiracy that any of us have ever, ever even conceived of. You know what I mean? Yeah. 
Like, it's not just a matter of deprogramming. To be deprogrammed, you have to be willing to take the first step forward at, oh, wow. The Department of Defense. No, I'm sorry. The Department of Justice of Justice. The Department of Justice is rigging the game. So Lady Justice, the blindfolded lady with the scales, she's got a bunch of lead bricks on one side of the scale. <laughs> like, that's mm-hmm. the truth of it. Yet there she stands with her allegedly, you know, even balanced scales outside of the Department of Justice. So give me some hope. We're not done, but I want to interject a little hope into today's broadcast because it's all doom and gloom with the transgender and the racism and the rigging and somebody. People are waking up to it. People are waking up to it. They're going to have to put the brakes on their agenda. We're starting to see it all across the board. Everything from laying down of arms on these stupid shots, uh, you know, and forcibly vaccinating people on those, because guess what? Tons of data is starting to come out. Did you know that according to the UK, again, I'm starting to lean into socialized medicine because at least where we have socialized medicine in this world, they have hardcore data that shows that, oh, you know what the percentage of people dying from COVID is now that are vaccinated? Like 90, like over 90%. The percentage of people being vaccinated. Yeah. Yeah. Hmm. And the percentage of people catching it at this point is astronomical right i didn't bring this up last show and all, friend- all cause mortality is skyrocketed and i listened to michael strahan in an audio clip yesterday listening to no agenda presenting a news report on the risks of cardiovascular arrest you know basically heart attacks among children and how it's always existed so there's two things i want to say in regards to covid number one uh, this Instagram page, I'm friends with this guy through social media. His name's Bino and he has this page called trophy boards and it's all about hog hunting. And he posted this photo of his buddy and he was like, uh, condolences to my buddy, you know, their family, he passed away suddenly last week. The guy didn't look very old to me. So I was like, man, you know, I, I messaged him and said, what, what happened to your buddy? He goes, he, he died in his sleep. 35 years old, no health issues, world-class athlete. When I say the dude was, was in the hunting game, he hunts all over Europe, all over the Middle East, chasing, you know, things like Ibex and tar and, uh, Marco Polo sheep in Kazakhstan or Uzbekistan or some, you know, these, all these stands of the world. And he had to get vaccinated for that travel. And then all of a sudden his heart just stops in his sleep, 35 years old. It could happen, right? It could happen. Not saying that it never has happened, but yeah. Uh, Also, while I was in Wyoming, I had a friend pass away who, uh, you know, my friend Glenn that owned the ranch in Rock Springs, his cousin, Sam, I've spent quite a bit of time with over the years. He ate some oysters, Gulf Coast oysters, and got a bacterial infection and happened to contract COVID in his entire body all of his organs shut down and he passed away i don't Yikes. know if the oysters would have killed him but you know it goes back to um there's always some other condition that goes along with co- it's not the covid that killed him right right yeah yeah he was already there's, his immune system was 
completely hammered. Right. Yeah. Um, yeah. Optimism. <laughs> I got off on a tangent. The optimistic position oh, yeah. to me optimism is optimism where I wanted you to take it. I'm going to interrupt was you sent me the, those polls from real clear politics. Oh yeah. Which I'm gave me some hope now. that we might get rid of the uh, satanic pastor from Georgia. Is her is it's Herschel Walker that's running against him, right? Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. No. I, there. There are. There are polls that show that uh, Walker is winning that race. Um. Right now, the real clear politics. Oh, that was the I, last I, Ellie Misto clip I played when he called uh, Herschel Walker the you know yeah the white people's Uncle Tom doing their bidding blah 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 essentially. Right. I remember right. now. Yeah, well, and I got to be honest, I think that narrative has been part of why he's risen. I think, I hope and pray that there are a lot of black folks in Georgia, and in particular, maybe a lot of black you know, men who hear the way they're talking about Herschel Walker, one of the great heroes in that state's history, and don't really like it because it's real racist. Real racism. Hardcore racism. They mm-hmm. mock the way he talks. They mock his intelligence, and then most of all, they mock the idea that he could possibly have a difference of opinion and be a man capable of thinking for himself. That's the most racist thing in America right now, is that Democrats say, you're essentially a white person if you're actually a black person who wants to vote for a Republican. There's nothing more racist than that. Right. You're the second, white people's Negro. Running close second is black people can't get IDs. But anyway, right. getting back to the point. <laughs> so when you look at and, and, and i mentioned this the other day uh you know the that these polls poll worth paying attention to is real clear politics well what they do is they consolidate all the polls into an average right hmm. um and, and so i i think i can't remember if i mentioned this on the show or to a friend of mine the other day but you well know, you mentioned like, to me that the polls are all rigged so that it looks like the for sure win the polls are all rigged and they've always been rigged and there's starting to be a lot of articles being written in fact there's articles on real clear politics today about the left-leaning slant of polling and how wrong they how typically so right now they've got the generic ballot mm-hmm. and you mentioned a couple weeks ago the polls might actually the numbers might not be fudged but it's the people that they're polling that is going to only come out with one particular set of outcomes. Yeah, well, one of the things that was proven in 2016 was that Republicans are so distrusting of the polls, they just don't take the call. They just mm-hmm. refuse to engage as soon as it's they're notified it's a, it's a poll. So they have these heavily skewed um, percentages to, you know, within the poll, like, you know, 60% or even 70 plus percent of those who actually engage are identified as Democrats. So they try to normalize for that, right? They use statistical modeling to say, all right, well, the country's really more split 50-50. So if our poll is 70%, then we can, but they try to adjust for that. But how much adjusting do you have to be to get what was should have been a 50-50 split that ended up a 70-30 split to something that represents a natural outcome, right? Like it all just becomes smoke and mirrors when when you have that problem underlying it as to as a beginning right but then everybody knows that the way that you ask the questions the way you phrase the questions themselves and even the order in which you ask questions is highly determinative of how the polls turn out right one of the best examples being the issue of abortion do you think that abortion should be illegal 
60% of Americans say no. If you say, do you think that abortion should be legal, illegal after 18 weeks, 60-something percent of Americans say yes. But if you just leave it open-ended, 60% of Americans right. think abortion should be legal. Right. There's More disturbingly, if you ask them what happened in the Supreme Court case earlier this year, a huge chunk, like 40-plus percent, think it made abortion illegal. So, you know. There's so many problems, right? There's there's the problem with just misinformation that people carry into the discussion in the first place, right? And then there's there's differences between when you poll based on likely voters versus registered voters, right? And I was listening to a guy the other day making the point that when you these most recent the last the polls for the last two months that showed this thing getting super close, they were polling based on registered voters, but when you poll based on likely voters the margin for the Republicans grows. But no matter what, they've been so wrong and so slanted towards the left for so long, even leftist news outlets will acknowledge that if the... So, so there's something called the generic ballot, right? Where the question is simply, do you plan to vote for Republicans or Democrats in the, in the congressional elections, right? Well, right now, according to the real clear politics overall average... The Republicans are winning that by like a point. The generic ballot, they're up by one point. If the generic ballot says they're up by one point, that could absolutely, and in the past, in the recent past, has meant a Republican landslide. A landslide. They could How have could 30. Anyone have watched the past 18 months and be like, yeah, I want to vote for that. Exactly. Exactly. And that, you know, they hope. Anyone that was on the fence anyway. They hoped that killing babies was going to be the tide turner. Maybe it made a little difference for a little while. You know, even that they're starting to back off from a little bit. Have we talked about Stacey Abrams claiming that a six week old heartbeat is not a real thing? No, probably not. Did you see that while you were gone? No. Oh my gosh, dude. I have to see if I can find this talk about something oh well yeah i had something i was gonna say uh obama let's see if i can find the slide here i actually posted it on lone star door show it was a little political for that but i posted it on my story and the amount of comments i got like direct messages was astounding people loved it it was um obama basically saying that we need to be very skeptical of right-wing like fudgery in the upcoming elections oh, where's the damn clip i can't find it but if you've got what you wanted to do, bring up i'll look for it i have it question is Were you able to hear that? Yeah, I was able to hear it. I didn't. I don't she know. said, "There is no such thing as a heartbeat at six weeks. Huh. That it is a manufactured sound that doctors present to women who go in for an ultrasound at that time, in order for men to control women's bodies. That is 
straight up what she said. Uh, I can play it again real quick if we need to hear all that again. Yeah, let's do it. Let's do it again. Let's do it again now that I've got it. Conversation on abortion late last week. Let's watch. There is no such thing as a heartbeat in six weeks. It is a manufactured sample designed to convince people that men have the right to take control of a woman's body away from them. Wow. It's a manufactured sound. Is it that's where that's where they've gone? Other uh other species in the animal kingdom, dude. Was it manufactured there? Is a if you were to did you know that woman to... was pro life until she was thirty years old? Really? Yeah. And she was just like, I can make money and become famous doing it this way. Yeah. Well, that and the left had lost their minds on this issue, right? I mean, when she was thirty, you could be a Democrat and claim you were pro life. You can't do that anymore. Mm-mm. Those two things are mutually exclusive now. Yeah. So her take is so, so I'm off on a tangent again, right? But they've gone so hardcore on the abortion thing, thinking that was going to be their Hail Mary. I think it's boomerang. I think that every person that might have, might have been swayed by that issue in this election, which I don't think there were that many of in the first place. Oh, I heard that and they were like, oh, no. But you know what's even more important? The stock market had a rebound in July. And then on October, on August 8th, the Fed chairman went out and said that uh, a major recession is coming and the market has tanked again. Yeah, I'm saying that we're already in the recession because like we, we said, are already in the recession. Three. We have been right. But my point is like there were some things that were starting to head their direction. Gas prices that right. All that's been blown out of the water. The real clear polling average. I'm looking at it right now. Yeah, it definitely showed a bigger gap. Uh, five months ago, but it still shows a significant enough gap that a red wave is coming. So if you want cause for optimism, you've got a conservative-controlled Supreme Court majority that's bulletproof. You've got a, a basic, a, a virtual inevitability that the the Republicans win at least the House of Representatives, which creates a gridlocked Congress and therefore a gridlocked government. You've got this stupid handout to college-educated kids going under a constitutional challenge in the court system. Maybe we won't you know, spend that $500 billion to further you know, screw up inflation. And right now, you've got the real clear politics uh, projection that the GOP will pick up two Senate seats. That was the point I was going to make. So that their real clear polling average on the Warnock-Walker Senate race in Georgia shows Warnock up by 0.7%, yet they're calling their projection at real clear politics is that Walker wins that election. Mm. So that clearly so, shows me that real clear politics knows that their overall average is skewed. They don't, I mean, the average is just an average, right? Real clear politics is a very good place to look for news because you can look at it right now and you will see like one article that says why we need to invade Ukraine. And the next article that says the headline is why we should have nothing to do with Ukraine. Right. One from Washington post and the other one from the federalist or something like that. Right. So they really blew up Russia's natural gas pipelines. And I don't know who it was. Right. Was it us? Sure. Doesn't seem like it would have been Russia. Can't figure out how that makes 
a lick. But of yet, sense. if you read about it, it's all Putin blew up his own pipelines. Yeah. Um, yeah. I found the Obama thing. It was from CNN. It's the headline says Obama warns of a lot of mischief if Republicans win back the House. That was from yesterday. CNN article. Mischief. Yeah. Sounds right, like here's my question. Projection. When do the mail in ballots start showing up people, people's houses? And when what is the pandemic that's going to keep people away from the polls? When did the mail in ballots? Start when do they start? Up? What it, they only they don't have a lot of time left to create something to where you know we all have to stay at home and vote from the mailbox, dude. I don't think they're going to do that. <laughs> I hope. Listen, not. listen, dude. They can't. They can't go back to that well again in two years, right? First of all, I don't even care about the mail-in ballots. There's enough evidence that this thing was rigged from the fact that $500 billion were, was spent by Mark Zuckerberg to own the election programs to the Secretary of State of places like Michigan bypassing state law to rig collect, ballot collecting, right? Like they're all of the above, right? The, the Russia collusion hoax from 2016 was still impacting that thing. How about the fact that the president got impeached over a conversation where he threatened to withhold arms to Ukraine because he wanted Ukraine to help spill the beans on shady Hunter and shady Joe's dealings over there only to then turn around and deliver the arms anyway, the funding for the arms anyway, by the deadline that it was originally set. So he literally did nothing but have a phone call, but got you know impeached over it. Mm -hmm. Meanwhile, his allegations about Hunter and Joe were uh, 100% accurate. They're the biggest gangster crooks in the history of American politics, right? All of that, all of that is how they have always, quote, rigged elections through manipulation of reality. Which is right? why I don't, last week I don't when care I about the votes. The, uh, the Instagram prompt about me being registered and you kind of dismissed it. I was like, no. Oh, that's the thing I wanted to correct. I still dismiss it. Because you know why? What? You are insane. Hold on. You have a profile, right? Mm. Your politics are pretty damn well understood. Right. And yet, Instagram encouraged you to go vote. Wouldn't you be the kind of person that, that the algorithm, if they were really trying to slant things leftward, maybe you don't get that ad? What do we think about that? I didn't get it for Lone Star Outdoor Show. I only got it for the two. Well, I got it for Justified Pursuit, which is very... Political, I would our, say. Our, 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 yeah, our J, our JP page is not hiding its agenda by any stretch. Uh, but I think Look, you, I think it's you're, probably just they probably just assume that more Democrats are on social media than Republicans, and so here's no, your listen, dude. Not not every single thing is nefarious, right? If something just says no, go register, I do not. You you're in, you, you're trusting social media. I'm not you trusting just, social media. Five minutes ago, said Zuckerberg I'm spent five hundred million dollars to influence not, the last dude, election. Zuckerberg things, owns Instagram. Two things can be true at once. Silicon Valley and all of their toys can be horribly crooked, but a simple advertisement that says register to vote can be a simple a advertisement. At the same time, a simple advertisement that says register to vote can be a simple advertisement to register to vote, especially when it's coming to them people like you who make your politics, which is against Silicon Valley's program, so abundantly clear. Like, I would think you would have gotten called. If there was a real nefarious agenda there, they would have built into that algorithm. Let's not send this to people who seem to be conservative. Okay. We don't want them to be. We don't want to remind them to go vote. Anyway. Uh, okay. Back to the point. 
what these congressmen and women thrive on is chaos, right? They don't, here's the thing, dude. They've already spent $2 trillion. They don't need, (laughs) (laughs) you know what all that money went to, right? Like, I mean, there are, there are amazing articles being written about it. All that money is being funneled straight into Democrat operative pockets, man. They put, uh, what's his name, dude? The guy that um, was the DNC, I think, chairman that had the email leaks in 2016. Um, He and his brother are both, what is that guy's name, dude? Mm, I don't know. They put a guy in charge of this most recent $700 Inflation Reduction Act money, which is actually all just climate change boondoggle money. Right. They put a guy whose entire entire professional career has been lobbying in charge of all that money. Right. So my point is, they've already accomplished their main objective, which was to spend an, an S ton of money that would just get funneled into Democratic donor pockets. Mission accomplished. Just like the banner on the aircraft carrier back in you know 2004 or whatever mission accomplished we'll be dealing with the ramifications for 20 more years just like at that in- that time right but they don't have to win this election they've already done the damage they've already spent the money they've already made their donors rich they've already destabilized the entire globe's world order further right so right now and, and they have a whole host of perfect scapegoats that they can take down between now and 2024. Senile Joe, Kamila, Hillary, all those people, like I've always said, will be f- pointed to as the problem when they finally get their next Obama or somebody who can present themselves well and rise up to lead their party forward into the next you know, decade, right? DeSantis and the dog. They've got the scapegoats lined up. We got ours. We got, they've got the money spent for them to, to screw around with this election the way that they did in the last election. And don't get me wrong. There's some of it, right? There's def- there's misinformation still going on. I'm sure that there will be a huge attempt to, you know, harvest mail-in ballots and all that sort of stuff. But I don't think it was the mail-in ballots that, 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 that was, that, quote unquote rigged the election it was the media that rigged the election it was the deep state that rigged the election it was five years of misinformation that rigged the election right i'm saying that for the algo (laughs) my point is just you don't have to talk about mail-in ballots to prove that something fishy was going on right but this election will be so closely monitored and certain safeguards were put in place by states that create the bulwark against a, a blue comeback, Georgia, Texas, wherever, right? Mm-hmm. I just don't think there's, there's no re- Remember when I even said that Joe Manchin, it was almost like they planned a 50 50 Senate, right? No, almost like I, they planned. No do you think they planned the pandemic? Well, I don't, I don't think that they planned it. I think that once it got out of Wuhan, when it escaped from the lab, they used it to their advantage. Yes. Do you think they had a plan in place for exactly that scenario and how to? Yes, because the we already talked about that they... summit that they had in Switzerland. That was one of apparently like 26, 26 yep. planning exercises beginning in two thir- two th- 2013. Do you think that they planned the election? Uh, 
you mean plan to steal it? Yeah. I don't think you could say that they didn't the way that they used. So why could you media. say definitively that they didn't plan the Senate? Because why would they do that? Why would they not want to ramrod all of their policy through as fast as they can and, and then want, you know, do as much damage as possible until the Republicans get another shot at power? Because all of the stakeholders thrive on this political schism, man. They thrive off of the chaos. They thrive off of the division, right? So if they truly had the ability to go, if they had the votes, okay, so so you've got Nancy Pelosi continuously trying to rein in her dumb squat, right? There are real ideological communist progressives that have infiltrated their party that Pelosi and Schumer and, the, and dude, the whole reason Biden's there is because uh, black folks in South Carolina said we're not down with this socialism crap and they were more willing to vote for a senile geriatric than they were for, you know, that host of clowns that they ran out in 2020, right? Hmm. If they had a bulletproof Senate and House majority, then Bernie and AOC and Tlaib and all these people would be demanding that they pack the court, right? They would be demanding that they change the electoral college. They would be going so wild ass left with their culture war and power grab politics that they would have undermined the ability to spend a couple trillion dollars on democratic donor funding, right? So by having a 50-50 Senate with two people controlling the entire direction of the country being uh, cinema and ma- mansion. mansion and cinema, right? Everything ended up having to be negotiated. They were able to get their two something trillion spent between the original bailout they passed in 2021 and then this year with the Inflation Reduction Act, right? But those guys were able to hold at bay, ending the filibuster and packing the court and doing all these things, right? They were the bulwark against the Democrat Party's own extreme left flank. Maybe that's all just we were just super lucky. Maybe we were just super lucky. I want to believe that. You want to believe that? I want to believe that. But that I know feel better. That makes that me if, feel better. Dude, but I mean, true. if you're sitting here concerned no, that the actual like president... I'm talking about believing something I know isn't true just because it you're makes concerned, me feel good. If you're concerned that the presidential election was rigged, why you can't assume that that would have been rigged also is beyond me, man. Like, it, it just, you know, like, they got exactly what they needed to pass a whole bunch of big, big spending programs, but not usher in full-blown socialism. Yeah. Maybe we got lucky. Um, I don't know. Well, but I- again, now that the damage has been done, it doesn't matter who wins this election. It doesn't matter to the Democrats if they lose power for the next two years, especially because they'll find six ways from Sunday as Chuck Schumer himself said to Rachel Maddow when talking about how the deep state has six ways from Sunday to screw over President Trump, they'll have six ways from Sunday to spend the next two years on Republican obstructionism, Republican extremism, Republicans see what they did. They gridlocked it, blah, 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 right? And, mm-hmm. you know, that'll be their story. Think about that, dude. Do they want more attention from American society right now for the next two years on their radical LGBTQ agenda? 
on their radical spending, on their inflation problems, on their destruction of the economy, on the fact that they sold us a senile old bat to run the country and then paired him he's with a right moron. Now he's currently looking for someone's hand to shake that's not there. And then paired him with a moron, or they Thank want you. to be able to say, we can't get anything done because Republicans are evil. Yeah. Mm. Uh, while I was in <laughs> Wyoming, I saw that they announced the... the um, this is from the Department of the Interior and Agriculture. They announced their new council members for the next two years. You remember the name Ryan Bussey? Hmm. Yeah. Ryan Bussey is on the council for the Department of the Interior of the United States of America. And guess what his area of expertise is, why they brought him on? Representing uh-huh. shooting sports interests. The guy who wrote Gunfight. The book that radicalized, claimed that the firearm industry radicalized and racialized America. And now he is literally on the council of the Department of the Interior as the shooting sports interest advisor. Guess who else is on there? Lantani. Mm-hmm. Why have I not seen this on your Instagram page? Because now? I have been waiting <laughs> to just blow it up. And I'm going to do it today yeah. or tomorrow. I just, I haven't decided. I don't even know how I'm going to do it yet, but. Yeah, you, you need to come, uh, come correct with this. Yeah. Bombshell. I just, honestly, it was so big. I was like, God, I just don't even, I don't want to deal with it right now. <laughs> Because it's gonna days in the Elk Woods. I just got my ass kicked. Yeah, yeah, it's gonna be ugly. Mm. Yeah. Well, by gosh, my friend, if that doesn't prove you were right all along, I don't know what else does. <laughs> uh, see if there's anything else uh, on the run sheet here. Unbelievable for today. Holy moly! Oh yeah, I know. Uh, you know how conservatives are extremists and always resort always resort to violence to solve their problems right uh 18 year old kayler ellington was killed by 41 year old shannon brant who actually ran him down in his pickup truck and ran him over and killed him because quote he thought kayler was a right-wing extremist where's the extreme activity here is it in the running down of an innocent human being and killing him? Remember when a Bernie fan shot up Congress and almost killed a representative? Mm. Remember when Antifa and BLM spent 100 straight days at firebombing federal buildings and no. burning people's buildings? You can't mislabel that. That's mostly peaceful protest. Just please. Yeah. Use the correct terminology if you're going to talk about that. Uh, yeah. I, I want to end today with a little bit of humor. Thank God. And this is from an Instagram page that I just found today. It's hilarious. And I want to just play it for you. And then you tell me, you, you draw the parallel of, you know, where you think this applies 
in society. Let me find it real quick, though. See if I can find it. Oh, yeah, it would be in the Justified Pursuit Clips section of my phone. Where are you at? See, this is it. Oh, yeah, this is it. This is great. It's from a page called Sinitropoli, their Instagram. And I'm going to play it for you now. So I just laughed my ass off when I watched it. Harrison, born Antoine Smalls, has transracial identity, identifying as Harrison Booth, a 35-year-old white man from Colorado. And we- it's a black guy with dreads. Well, I've always felt different. Uh, I go to the store and movies and just be thinking to myself, like, why am I not getting the respect I deserve? And then it just hit me. I'm white and 35. Mm. Hey, excuse me. What IPA do you have on tap? Hey, did you see Game of Thrones last night? <laughs> yeah. Anyway, I thought that was brilliant. Where do you, Why do you think that they made that? I don't think it had anything to do with actual race, though. Uh, I think they're I drawing think they a parallel that? to something else. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The fact that you can identify as whatever you want. Did you see the guy in the UK that went and got surgery to make himself Korean? No. Yeah. <laughs> what? <laughs> uh, yeah, let me. Let me. <laughs> here we'll we'll run with this. I like when he goes. And this dude is a, a very large African American guy with dreadlocks, and he, and he buttons up his top button. Excuse me, sir. What IPA do you have on draft? Right. Yeah, that's funny. <laughs> that's yeah. brilliant. And it's Real not funny. wrong. That's uh, that's why stereotypes are funny because I'm the guy that goes to the bar and I'm like, hey, what IPA do you have on draft? <laughs> and I'm a 41 year old white man. British-born white influencer has had 18 plastic surgery procedures to look like a member of K-pop band BTS. Mm, good for him. You only get one life. You do what you want to do, bud. Yeah. Live it to the fullest. Yeah. Get 18 guess more. What? 18 more surgeries. He got, he got ripped on Twitter for being like racist for that by leftists. Hmm. Yeah. The irony. They eat their own. Was entirely lost on them. They eat. There were people own. literally telling him, you can't just identify with another culture, yet you can just identify <laughs> with another gender. <laughs> right. And there is the golden nugget Ooh. from the whole deal. Yeah. Oh god. Oh, uh, dude, I hate. We were going to end on a high. I have to play this though too. That was uh, because sure. we have. If we have Camila audio, we got to play it. And when talking about hurricane relief, it's very important to help the black people first. It is our. Um, it is our take two um, lowest income communities and our communities of color that are most impacted by these extreme conditions and and impacted by by issues that are not of their own making and so we absolutely and so we have to address this in a way that is about giving resources based on equity understanding that we we fight for equality but we also need to fight for equity understanding not everyone starts out at the same place but we all end up in the same place with our houses flooded and no power but we got to help out the minorities first because hurricanes yeah, I mean, really she, impact them more. She's been saying exactly that uh, since the 
like what was it like two days before the presidential election when she had her little clip come out that showed how we get to equity is by making sure everybody starts off from the same position and then ends in the same position um but before in a time can... of natural disaster is there is there ever more of a situation where color blindness blindness would be the the golden rule um whether you're helping or whether you're being rescued like i i i can't imagine a time where people are not coming together like the people that are actually there on the ground doing the work or the people that are in the situation of needing help is anyone looking at skin color i would say no they're no, not they're right. not but here she Another is saying we need to make this about skin color <sighs> that dude i mean progressives have always been racist <laughs> like I think that's a good way to end this one, I, dude. I mean, <laughs> there's been a lot the of Democrats that who wanted to keep slavery. It was, uh, it was uh, the great progressive Woodrow Wilson, whose name used to be on a Yale building of international policy that, you know, was playing uh, Birth of a Nation and arguing for eugenics. A whole bunch of pro progressives for the last 130 plus years have all argued for eugenics. Uh, you know, and now they're arguing for segregation of dorm rooms and yeah distributing hurricane relief based on color of skin and distributing monoclonal antibodies based on color of skin like dude you know claiming that black people can't get ids again claiming that all the immigrants should be working in a farm field like mm. okay back to the <laughs> hope side of things i do have one last thing to say Ooh. Saskatchewan has joined Alberta with a big old middle finger to Justin Trudeau, and they will not be enforcing his uh, radical gun confiscation plan. Nice. So there's hope there. Good on you, Saskatchewan and Alberta. The good people believe, of Canada. I believe it was Princess Leia that said something like, the harder that you try to squeeze on to control, the more the galaxies will slip through your fingers. Something like that. Is that about right, Riley? <laughs> they keep squeezing. Yeah. More and more little brains keep squirting out. Into That's going to uh, do it. Into the vast wilderness of free thought and realization that everybody's lying. It's dangerous. Dangerous to the establishment. Uh, That's going to do it for episode 97 of justified pursuit for the good counselor chisholm cook i'm cable smith thanks for tuning in and we will see you guys next time squirt your brain free See the demons in my eyes before I die. I wanna live my life.